Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Friday fun. Welcome aboard. It's 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic. That's the show with you for the next two hours. AWOD Radio takes over after that. Grant and Danny will drive you home on the fan glad you could join us on a on a friday fun we've got uh we've got tons of great stuff coming up uh lots of news lots to prepare you for uh it is the two-year anniversary of the washington commander's name happy two years to the washington commander's still the worst name in the nfl uh i thought i i'll wear this one uh because i said on that on the day february 2nd 2022, 2-2-22. I said, I don't know. I don't like it, but I think I'm going to not like anything. Let's give it a year. Let's give it a year and see if it grows on me. And it did not. It's still a terrible name. And uh, I people now associate me online with being the name guy because I asked Josh Harris about it at, at the press conference a month ago. And Josh Harris gave a very long answer, uh, new owner of the team, and did didn't say yes, didn't say no, said I'm very busy. Uh, now, it won't be Redskins again. I, I could say that definitively. We're, no, we're, not, we're not going back to Redskins. So there's a, there's a in the pie chart, there's a percentage of people as, hey, we got to get back to Redskins, okay? No, you, you, you're living in the past. It's not going to happen. Get over it. You move on. There's also a, a, a percentage of the people as, I'm tired of this. We just need to stick with commanders. And they're wrong, too. Just because something's bad doesn't doesn't mean you can't fix it. You know, just just because we've gone through this doesn't mean we can't go through this again. I think we're gonna get it dropped on us one day, surprise style. Uh, just one day you're gonna wake up and what was it the the Cleveland Guardians did when they when they moved from Indians to Guardians? They had like Tom Hanks narrate a video and they just dropped it one morning. It was like, here's a video by Tom Hanks. We think you'll want to watch this. He's like, Cleveland, the great industrial city of America. And now we're the Guardians. And it's over. And that, that's it. I think that I think that'll happen one day. I don't know when that'll happen. <clears throat> I, I've I've given my take, which is they should do it when the new stadium opens. Just just rebrand it fresh with the new stadium. It's a dump of a stadium. It's a dump of a team. Rebrand it fresh. Uh, do the whole thing over again down the line. Maybe they'll do it sooner. I don't know. It'd be hard to miss worse than Commanders. Because part of the problem with Commanders was they took so long to get there and everything was, 
Here's a fan survey. Fill out this fan survey. What do you think? What are your ideas? And people wrote in with good ideas. That was what they asked for, to be fair. And then they're like, those are all very good ideas. Uh, Actually, we've picked this goofy idea, and we're going to do that instead. Thank you for your input. You were an invaluable part of this process. He's like talking to to chat GPT, right? Nobody's there listening. What, What if we did hogs? What if we did red wolves? Well... We think commanders is the way to go. It's uh, the lawyers say it's very, very affordable. We can uh, we can lock this down for cheap. I think it'll happen. Two year anniversary of the commander's name, of course. I have Dan Quinn thoughts. Uh, we've digested this for twenty three hours now. Dan Quinn thoughts at the bottom of the hour. Hang around for that. But the main thing we're getting you ready for is you are against VCU basketball Saturday night Siegel Center. The Spiders are undefeated in A-10 play. VCU struggling, coming off, uh, yakking up that 20-point lead to St. Bonaventure. Uh, we're going to have the full interview, the whole thing, with our guy Zach Joachim at 11 o'clock. Zach got stiffed yesterday. Uh, what happened was Zach and I had recorded an interview yesterday morning uh, about the Rams and about the game. Uh, and you know, I, I love me some Zach Joachim. He is just super smart at breaking this stuff down. And we end up going really long. We went for 16 minutes, which is longer than is approved by, by JC on the board Inc. Um, but that, that's all right. We got, we got special dispensation cause it's Zach. He's awesome. And then eight minutes into playing the interview on the air, the, the commanders hired Dan Quinn and breaking news takes precedence around here. We, we had breaking news. We had to do it. Uh, so we had to pull the plug on Zach, but, but the whole thing's in the archives. It has not been lost to history. This is not, this is not Super Bowl two. It, 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 did you know this Super Bowl two? No tape exists of it. Nobody, nobody has a recording of Super Bowl two. Super Bowl one, like this is the first one. We should, we should keep this. This is going to be something. Super Bowl two is like, well, that's a football game. Why, why, you know, videotape's expensive. Why, why would we keep? There's no known tape of, of Super Bowl two. To, to anybody's knowledge out there. No need. <laughs> no need, apparently. They <laughs> yeah, were like, what, it's what, not worth it. Yeah, what would, that, what would that do? It took a long time to find Super Bowl One. It, it Somebody found it in their basement like five, ten years ago. That's right. Uh, and they still haven't shown it on TV ever in its entirety. Man. There you go. Right. Well, Super Bowl trivia. We, of course, are headed to the Super Bowl next week. Bud Light. Big game week coverage from Las Vegas. Could not be more excited about that. Uh, we'll be, uh, Awa and I will be down there uh, talking to all the people, having all the fun, uh, tons of celebrities, tons of big names. Uh, very much looking forward to doing Radio Row for the first time. I've been to, so I, I've been to, I think, I was, I was counting this up, I think I've been to eight Super Bowl weeks. I've only ever attended two Super Bowl games. And I won't be at the game this year either. Uh, we're just we're just there Monday to Friday. We'll get out of town before things get wild. We we can't run the risk of of AWOD on a Super Bowl weekend in Vegas. It's just we 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 can't we can't the, our liability insurance would go through the roof <laughs> as as you might imagine. <laughs> Hard to rein that in, uh, you know. So so you know we have to we have to pull the plug at some point. We'll be there Monday to Friday. Uh, we're gonna have a tons of guests, tons of fun. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, sports betting was in the news yesterday. I haven't said hi to you yet, Megan. Megan's here, too. It's a Friday. We're having Friday. Hello. Hi, Megan. <laughs> hi. Um, the Alabama baseball coach, University of Alabama, was under investigation for allegedly providing inside information to gamblers to use. 
Um, so this guy who he was feeding the information to, they, they posted his deposition online yesterday. This is fantastic. So he goes to the window. The, the Alabama coach texts him, says, my, my best player isn't playing tonight. Bet against our team, essentially. Uh, and so he goes to the window at the casino and says, I'd like to bet $100,000 on the other team. And apparently, if you if you roll off a hundred grand in cash and say you want to bet on something, that like yeah. throws up red flags. Yeah, because it's college baseball. Yeah, you know there aren't people betting a hundred grand on college baseball games. Yeah, and so the person says, "I'm I'm sorry, we, we cap bets at fifteen thousand dollars." And the guy says, "No, you don't understand. I have to place this bet," which raises all, more red flags. They're like, "No, it's fifteen yeah. grand. That that's our limit here." And he says. I can show you. I have a text from the Alabama baseball coach that their star player isn't playing. You've got to let me make this bet. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Anyway, apparently you can get in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> apparently that's against the rules. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I the Alabama coach is going to get in trouble. But the thing he's most guilty of here is having dumb friends. Mm. That that's the, real, <laughs> that's the real crime here is, is having dumb friends uh, who – do not know when to keep their mouth shut yeah, while placing $100,000 bets. Uh, Nevada Casinos, uh, as we're getting ready to go down there, Nevada Casinos won $1.43 billion from gamblers in December. Oh That's God. the highest number ever. Uh, Decent now, chunk of change. Now, yeah. they haven't seen me in AWOD yet, so so who's, who's to say? <laughs> this could go anyway. This is what surprised me. Uh, I've got the breakdown here of how Nevada Casinos made their money in December. Lay it on us. I want you yeah. to guess what percentage of the money was slot machines, roulette, sports betting. Individually. You can guess blackjack if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go like grossly disproportionate to sports betting. That is mostly I've, sports betting. Yeah. Now, I didn't think sports betting was like all of it, but I, I you know, you, you hear a lot about sports betting for yeah, sure. Yeah, you do. It's Big not. boom lately, sports too. Sports betting so. was 4% of the money Las Vegas casinos took in in december that stunned me that's a low number that's a very low number slot machines are almost half almost half of the money vegas wins is at the slot machine do you think it's because they're so easy to use well they're everywhere people you know people get addicted to them they're pulling the lever like they they never show them on the commercials because the commercials are always like come play blackjack and throw the dice and play craps but what people actually want is just to go push the button pull the lever you know watch the wheels spin pretty colors yeah. That, that's so much <laughs> money. Uh, Blackjack, 16%. Second highest uh, gro- Nevada casino winnings, Baccarat. B- that's, Baccarat. That's the card game fa- generally favored by Asian players. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. 28% of the casino's winnings last month. Roulette, 6%. Craps, 6%. Well, I actually would have guessed craps is lower. It's a confusing game. Uh-huh. Like, I... Hey, why not talking about this? It, I think it's fun because everybody plays together and wins or loses together. Yeah. Very confusing game, though. Okay. There you go. So, I actually don't know the rules. So. Exactly. Most people don't. Yeah. Uh, $1.43 billion, though, That in winnings. That's insane. That's crazy. That is insane. They don't build those nice buildings by giving away money. That's that, true. That's not how that works. <laughs> uh, we, on the other hand, uh, are, are basically giving away fun because it's Friday and it's Friday fun. And Gary Hess is here. Hello. Uh, and hey. so we need to step aside so we can have our Friday chat with Gary. Get you ready for VCU. You are Zach Joachim at 11 o'clock. My Dan Quinn thoughts at the bottom of the hour off and running. It's a Friday. You're listening to 910 The Fan now 105.1. It's Friday. 
little Friday fun. Happy Friday, Gary Hess. Uh, Back at you. All right. Here's the situation. Uh, going to Vegas. Uh, it's Bud Light Big Game Week. Uh, 280 bucks to see you 2 in the sphere. Uh, I'm talking myself into it. What should should I should I pull the trigger here? What's see? I'm at the point in my life where I look at my 401k and I'm really like got my own retirement. So spending two hundred it's not going to help. It's not going to help my retirement cost. Two hundred eighty dollars for any show. It's is a lot like, of money. Is like yeah, it's the sphere though, Gary. Know. It's the sphere. I, I, I hear you. Uh, you, you it's, a, it's a borderline call. You've seen you too. I have. I've seen you too, but you you saw them before me. Yes. I saw them in Charlottesville when they came. Uh, Muse was the opening act. They yes. were, they were I, fantastic. I saw them uh, on the war tour in my freshman year in college, 1983. My goodness. And uh, where, yeah, where were they? Uh, I believe it was at um, U of I football stadium in Champaign. So they were already big. They were they, playing a football stadium. I think so. Okay. I, it's getting foggy to me a little bit. Because war is one of their... Very early albums. Right, right. And UB40 opened up for them. UB40 opened up for them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny the things I remember. I can't remember my children's names, but I remember things like that. (laughs) They don't be 40 anymore, Gary. That's not a... (laughs) That ship has sailed. That ship sailed a long time ago, pal. Let's have a little Friday fun with Gary. It's time for some Friday fun with 910 The Fan Sports Director, Gary Hess. All right, uh, Gary, big basketball game tomorrow. Yeah, there's there's several of them, but uh, yeah, I'm, I assume I'm thinking, you're talking I'm, about the Siegel Center. I'm thinking of one. You want to throw Randolph-Macon in the mix? Is that where you want to go? Well, Randolph-Macon, Hampton, Sydney's always a big game. Um, but l- let me, let me I, ask I think, you this. I think UVA and Tech have big road tests. I mean, UVA, you talk about a team that's trying to, you know, they're in the next four out. You know, pl- the, uh, the game at Clemson, who's currently in the tournament, I mean, that's a huge game for UVA tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, and not only that, uh, Tech at Miami, of Tech course. Tech at Miami. Uh, that they're, they need it needed. Yeah, I, think yeah. U, I think UVA could handle a he, loss here's the and thing. keep it rolling. Miami and Tech, that's a game both teams got to have it. And I, so... I love me some Jim Laranega, but y- you might be right. Here, here's what gets me every year, Gary. All right, first sidetrack, 1019 uh, of Friday Fun. Uh, put it on the board. Uh, every year... About this time recently, I've been, oh, ACC's isn't as good as it used to be. ACC's not going to get a lot of teams in the tourney. Tourney, John Rothstein the other day, ACC's only going to get two teams in the tourney. ACC always gets five teams in the tourney, like four or five teams. You just set your watch by that. Yes. Somebody's got to make it. Now, I'm not saying Tech will, and I'm not saying UVA will, and I'm not saying Clemson will or Miami. NC State's very good, too. So somebody's in, somebody's out. But somebody's got to be in. I would agree with that. I think, you know, five is probably the number. Uh, And the other thing is, you know, Clemson's off-season resume has done them so well, they're below 500 in the ACC, and they're still safely in the tournament bracket projections right now. So that makes the game huge for UVA. Trending in the right direction for sure. Uh, But I agree with you. Tech must win. Uh, tomorrow down in Miami. Probably must win for the Hurricanes, too, but a huge game at the Siegel Center. Boy, is that going to be fun. Uh, when, ignorance here. When Randolph-Megan plays Hampton-Sydney in basketball, is that the game, or is that only football? 
Well, how can it be the game There's two when of they them. play twice There's two year? of them. <laughs> I, I mean, the Ham City randolph making folks can let me know. <laughs> it's like, it's the game part duh. You know, I, I don't know. but It's a game. It's, it's a game. But uh, I will say this. It's a huge game. I believe, now I'm showing my ignorance now because I follow, make, I believe Hampton Sydney's ranked number one in the country in Division Three. Well, uh, I'll, I'll pull this up real quick because obviously Randolph-Macon coming off of back-to-back Final Four season or Elite Eight last year. hampton Sydney 19-1, and uh, Randolph-Macon 17-3. and Yeah, hampton Sydney actually ranked higher coming in this one. Been sold out for a, for a long time. Big yeah, game. it's 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 going to be compelling theater, and it, it, you know you got to figure there's a decent chance they'll see each other again in the ODAC tournament. So uh, this is going to be this is going to be great stuff. But D three hoops dot men's top twenty five Hampton Sydney number one Randolph Macon number eight as of last week. They yeah, I thought I thought I saw Hampton I, Sydney was ranked number one. It's in the not a game. It's it's one of the games. <laughs> in D three parlance, it's a pretty daggone big game. That's yeah, a big and game. It's you know, and you know, the Randolph Macon Hampton Sydney folks say anytime, you know, it's it's those two, it's yes, it's war. Are. So yes, they are. Fun weekend of basketball so, ahead. Uh Siegel Center though, Spiders Undefeated in the A-10. I didn't see this coming. By the way, before you go, I'll be attending a different D3 game are you, tomorrow. Are you Christopher Newport? Hey, they're playing I, Salisbury You tomorrow. got your loyalties, baby. Let's they go. They are, you know, and, and, you know, until, you know, let's, Ric Flair, they may not be ranked number one in the country, but, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they are the reigning national champions. Woo! Uh, Salisbury, alma mater of? Lots of people. New commanders coach Dan Quinn. Really? How about that? Okay. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are though. Um, like it's almost like we're still sleeping on how good they are because we didn't see it coming. Like everybody's a little slow in adjusting now. You know, soft schedule in the A10, but but that win against Dayton, I think, turned some heads. It did, especially when they came out and started as the gang that couldn't shoot straight and fell behind nine to nothing, and you're like, oh. Here's Dayton. You know, we talked about it last Friday. You know, we both had Dayton taking care of business. They're up I nine did. nothing. I you're did. like, you're like, okay, here we go. And Spiders then, missed their first eleven shots. I knew. <laughs> I didn't know the number, but I knew it wasn't much. Eleven was the and number. They are, but then all of a sudden it's like nine to four, nine to six, and then all of a sudden they're winning. And then you know, I was away, and then I had taped it. I watched the second half live, and I was just like, you know, it became a apparent. With I don't know six seven minutes to go, I was like, "Yeah, Richmond's going to win this game." Yeah, and so uh, yeah, yeah, that's a very impressive. And I will tell you, you've been around here a long time. It's really Guilty. cool to see the Robin Center sold out and rocking because that's not always the case. That was the most orderly court storming of all time. I appreciated that. I mean, there's still there's still an UR character there, as you know. Let's let's all storm the court in a very orderly fashion. Storm the tour. You go, then I'll go. There's yeah. like ticket takers for the, for the court storming. Let's, let's just make sure everybody get, gets down there. You've heard of the yeah. running of the bulls, or the running of the alumni there. This was not Pamplona. That's there, there, exactly there, right. Nobody was getting gored, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I thought it was going to be – it's very interesting because, you know, the kind of clash got derailed a little bit in only in New York this week. Yes, it did. But uh, – and I know you played some of the audio, and I did too in the morning shift earlier We got a week. freaking rebound. Oh, my god! Got a freaking rebound, Gary. I was, I was like, whoo. Uh, 
Fine. Practice is not going to be pleasant. <laughs> we played his press conference uh, here yesterday on the show. Uh-huh. Said his staff chartered it and they missed 41 box outs. Okay, I'm not. Go- I'm no expert when it comes to the game. You bring of basketball, it down for me, Gary. But but that's not good. That doesn't seem good. <laughs> doesn't seem good. That is not going to help you win. No. Just saying. No, it is not. So yeah, it is. Um, I guarantee you. Um, I don't know how well they're going to play. Uh, on Saturday in terms of making and missing, but um, I guarantee you the coaches have had their attention the last two days. <laughs> that much I know. You think they've been running a little bit? They they probably have they've probably been practicing those box out. Elbows, elbows. Elbows. Hey, you just get a foul. Get a foul. It's like right. you, it's right. That's not your top preference, but but they, they had guys who didn't get fouls yes. Well, yes. against the Bonnies <laughs> and you're missing box outs. Uh, Neil Neil Quinn, my guy to watch there. Uh, okay. For okay. for you are in, inside. I mean they, you know the the Rams don't have a true center and and teams with with good inside play have been eating them up this year. Yeah, and you know it was you know Neil Quinn was kind of like the guy who was going to have to uh, be big in the Dayton game, and then they both got in foul trouble, and so it was like you know set them both down. But I I agree with you. But I will tell you, uh, Jordan King is just playing above everybody right now. I mean he's just. He's in a zone. No question. And so, um, yeah, what a find for Chris Mooney. But I agree with you. Um, yeah, that inside is going to be key. And then, you know, to quote Seth Greenberg again, it's a make and miss game. Who's going who's gonna to make the threes? And, and that's going to have a, a lot to do with, with the outcome. And how is Richmond going to respond to a single center atmosphere? Because, you know, you know, day in and day out, in Dayton you see it, you don't see that kind of uh, – Hostile hostility uh, night in, night out in the Atlantic 10. Can I say something that I think is going to stir some people up? And, and you're welcome to call in. Y'all know the number. I wonder if there's going to be a decent chunk of Richmond fans there. Uh, what? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've been, I've been out the, there this the, year. The red and blue drinking the Kool Aid. They're not, VCU's not at working at capacity this year. And yep. you are feeling it a little bit. And some of those folks have a couple dollars to spare, and I wonder. I wonder. It's a great point. It is a great point. If that happens, what the meltdown is going to be like Monday? I mean, we'll feel it from from inside. We'll be inside the the pyramid at the Luxor in Vegas. Right. We'll feel the heat coming from the oh, BCU yes, fan base. Yes, you will. If yes, that you happens. Will. So, uh, yeah, that is going to be. It's going to be compelling television. And it's funny, the game time is the exact same time as the CNU game. So I'll be watching score updates on my phone. Uh, here's my situation. I'll be at the RVA Sports Awards. Lane Casadana, our guy hosting right. that, of course. We love that. Uh, the 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 show starts at 7, but, you know, they, they like, want you there by 6.30. It's on it's on CBS 6, you know. There, right. There's an open bar starting at 5. So I I don't like I think there's going to be a lot of people cutting it close there. I got to figure that. Is there a TV next to the open bar where there, you could watch the second half? There's going to need to be. Now in the cell phone world, I think we're a little better than we were maybe a few years ago. We don't True, but I like to watch it on a bigger screen. Well, and then everybody's watching too. You can get into it, you know? I right. I think that could that could really enhance the environment. Right. Lane, yeah. Lane if you're listening jump on that. I know, you, right. I know you don't have anything else going on today. Right. Nothing That's else to right. prepare for. Lane job 1. <laughs> <laughs> drop, okay, maybe drop, not one, but it's on the list. Drop everything. Drop everything, Liner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, U- UVA, Tech, both on the road. Uh, VCU, UR, and, and Hampton, Sydney, Randolph, Macon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weekend. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's funny. I, I, I talked to AWOD on Wednesday. There's, you know, since 
him and I talked on Wednesday, and now you and I today, something significant has happened in college basketball. The calendar has turned to February. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. And, you know, I said, now we can say Selection Sunday is next month. Uh, and so it is, it's getting real. I've never turned the calendar to February and thought, I have no clue who's going to get the bids for the A-10 and the ACC. And I feel that way about both conferences this year. I do. Date, Dayton's in. And North Carolina's in. I think that, Duke is probably in too. They're, they're, it would be very hard for Duke. You to know why Duke's in? Well, because Duke is Duke. You saw that call against Clemson the other day. Just saying. Just saying. Oh no, just no, saying. No. Was, just saying. Eight on five, baby. Ah, uh, just eight saying. on five. Just saying. It's like, yeah, somebody needs to like remind the the official. You know, Coach K's not on the sideline anymore. You can start treating them normal again. <sighs> thank you, thank you. That's why we get along, Gary. Gary, thank you for dropping by. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Safe travels. Have a good time. Absolutely. Gary Hess, 910 The Fan Sports Director. We're back with more. You're listening to 910 The Fan now, 105.1 FM. Love it. Love our Fridays with Gary. Uh, always great to have him on. Uh, lots of big basketball this weekend. If you missed any of that, grab the Odyssey app. It's got the rewind button, and it costs, uh, it says here, nothing. It's free. It's the free Odyssey app. All right. Fantastic. Uh, jump on that if you get a minute. Uh, that's slightly cheaper than the U2 tickets. I'm going to do it. Just slightly. Gonna, I think the U2 ones are worth it. I I'm would gonna, pay a lot of money to get in that sphere. It's the sphere. It's the sphere. It's the sphere. The videos of it are like adorable. Have you seen the smiley that just moves around it? Yes. Oh. Can, can, my fear is, yeah. um, so you go to the Dallas Cowboys football stadium. They have the biggest jumbotron in the world. Yeah. And you're, you're at the football game with mm-hmm. football stars. Yeah. And you're, you're just watching it on TV the whole game. Like the TV's so yeah. impressive. You're just like, oh, you're staring <laughs> at the TV. I'm worried this could be like, how was U2? Oh, I don't know. U2 was there? I was just staring at the sphere the whole time. They're just providing the music. For right? The, They're like the like, house band. Oh, my gosh. Because I love that thing. It is amazing. And, like, that's just the outside of it. Like, yeah, I've seen videos of the inside of it, too. Oh, my gosh. I would not be able to, like, concentrate on the band that was down there. That's well, just that, background music. I'm sorry, U2. That is uh, so many votes now for just do it and go to U2. Uh, so. You only live once. Yolo. <laughs> Go to the YouTube concert in the Yolo. And besides, like you said, 280, and like I don't know what's wrong with me because, like, I, when you said it, I was like, oh wait, that's not bad because, um, like, uh, two years ago, I would have been like, oh, that's terrible. But you know what happened? Taylor huh? Swift happened. Exactly. Like that has warped our idea of what things yes. cost in the world. Like people, people are spending a thousand dollars to see Taylor Swift, and it's warped our idea of what money is and what things cost. Yeah. So now 280 is a deal. It's it's. Actually, not at all, but I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. Washington Commanders made their head coach hire yesterday. Happened during this show. We did the live breaking reaction. We're we're 23 and a half hours past the hiring of Dan Quinn now. And so I wrote down some thoughts uh, because I have thoughts about Dan Quinn being hired as the next coach of the Washington Commanders. Um, The evidence says this isn't going to work. And... I get I get why that is, right? So it, it's easy to just come on the radio and be like, hey, this isn't going to work. Because the odds are this isn't going to work. But you break it down, uh, defensive coaches are having a hard time succeeding in the NFL. Dan Quinn's a defensive coach. The defensive coaches who are having success, Sean McDermott in Buffalo, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, are having their success, D'Amico Ryans in Houston, are having their success because they have a great quarterback or a great offensive coordinator or ideally 
a combination of great coach and great offensive coordinator, as was the case in Buffalo for a while. And when you don't have those things, the it's so much easier to fall back to 500. And you need a good offensive line coach, too. Now, that's that's not a strike against Dan Quinn because he hasn't hired an offensive coordinator yet. We'll see who it is. I'm not, I'm not judging or not judging either way, but history tells us if he finds a good one, he's going to need another one really soon, really shortly thereafter. That's the challenge for Dan Quinn. That's what he's got to overcome. I'm not... You're not going to hear me say a bad thing about him as a leader, him as a defensive coach. All those things are totally true. Uh, But to have the kind of success they want to have in the modern NFL, you need a good offense. And that's why I've said that all offseason. When you rank the hires, general manager, coach, quarterback, offensive coordinator, the quarterback's really important. Nailing that number two pick is really important, and that's Adam Peters' job. And Adam Peters was a great hire. Everybody gets that. And so they nailed the one they needed to nail, which is Adam Peters. And he's got to get the quarterback right, and everything else falls into place behind that. If he can't get every, if he can't get the right quarterback, it's not going to matter who Dan Quinn hires. I mean, Kyle Shanahan made it work with Matt Ryan. You can find your Matt Ryan. You can find your Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, name your guy. But to get to the level you want to get to, you're going to need to find a quarterback. And statistically speaking, you know, everybody's, well, nobody knows what they're doing. It's all a crapshoot. C.J. Stroud was good and Bryce Young wasn't good. Sure, uh, but statistically speaking, you're more likely to find a franchise quarterback at number two than you are picking at number 17 or number 18. And and I don't think this team will be picking again at number two with Dan Quinn as the coach unless there's some sort of major tanking going on here in the near future, which I don't think there is. Uh, which brings me to Chip Kelly. I like Chip Kelly. Uh, I'll I'll do it. I'll go. So I'm I'm probably leaning no on Quinn, right? I don't think that was the right hire, but I also understand that you know that's the marketplace. That's what you were up against. I don't know that there were a ton of great options. You know, maybe grabbing a Bobby Slowick and hoping he developed into form. I love Chip Kelly. He's an innovator. Uh, what he did in Philly, if he had won in Philly and had consistent success, the rest of the league would be doing it like Chip Kelly did it. Uh, He had a number of things that were, uh, you know, analytics is a buzzword. I'm going to say science, scientifically based. And he had people figure out, right? Right now, NFL teams don't practice on Saturday, the day before games. He practiced his guys on Saturday. The reason he practiced on Saturday was his, his, you know, scientists, you know, analytics people told him if the body gets rolling on Saturday, it'll be easier to play at a high level on Sunday. So he, he did. And the players hated practicing on Saturday, of course. He didn't practice them more over the course of a week. They just, you know, were used to having Saturdays off with their families. After games, after night games on the road, they would stay at the hotel that night, fly back the next morning instead of doing a flight that landed at 3 a.m., messed up the week. All this stuff that, that his people told him, this will maximize performance. People hate new things, and, and the players hated this and pushed back against this, and he didn't win, so, so he got run out of town. But what I love is the thought of pairing Chip Kelly with Jaden Daniels. Uh, Y'all know I'm a Jaden Daniels guy. Uh, I can't say I've watched more tape in the last 48 hours, but I feel like just because everybody's asking me about it, I've become stronger in my beliefs, right? That's you always try to stay away from that in radio. Like, you know, you say something and then like by the 10th time you say it, you say it loudly and passionately and you really believe it. Like I don't actually have more information on Jaden Daniels than I did 48 hours ago. I just keep saying it. So I've talked to myself into it. We'll get to that. I, 
I reserve the right to change my mind. But I'm a big Jane Daniels guy. The thought of pairing a player like that with a coach like Chip Kelly, that excites me. Uh, and, and I think that could potentially be a winning pairing. I also love the idea of going to San Francisco, grabbing Clint Kubiak, um, grabbing a young up-and-comer, trying to start a tree, right? Trying to start a new Kyle Shanahan tree. Because uh, that's a great way to do it, too. Clint Kubiak's the offensive passing game specialist for the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, his dad was an NFL coach for a long time. Uh, you know, that, that those are your Kyle Shanahan parallels. But trying to start a new tree and start trying to bring young guys in. I like the thought of that, too. Does he pair better with Drake May? He might. Uh, and I'm not anti-Drake Drake May by any stretch. Uh, I'm just a Jaden Daniels guy at the moment. Now, the process. Uh, Mike Florio reporting this morning that the team made an offer to Mike McDonald. Now, that could mean a number of different things. And... I'm not going to say they didn't have a contract in front of Mike McDonald's face that he could assign to be the coach of the commanders. I don't think that's that's what happened here. Uh, but I do think that they wanted Ben Johnson and then they wanted Mike McDonald and then Dan Quinn was third on that list. Uh, and I could see why they went Mike McDonald. He's young. He's exciting. I, I, I don't know if he'll be good in Seattle or not, but I know if he'll be good if he's good. He'll be really good. And I love that. I love high ceiling guys, right? You've picked up on that. Jaden Daniels, Chip Kelly. These are guys that if it goes bad, it could go really bad. If it goes good, it could go really good. That's all I want in a football hire is this could go really well. Uh, and that that's, of course, why, why I love Mike McDonald. He's young. He could flame out. He could be spectacularly bad at this. He could also be the next Sean McVay. He could also be the next D'Amico Ryans. All those things are still in play for him. Now, the Ben Johnson media journalism circle has has gone into overdrive, right? So so when he first withdrew, Adam Schefter puts out there, he's he's asking for too much money. Uh, yesterday, you had a number of reporters say, well, well he doesn't interview well, uh, which, which I'm not disputing that. That might be completely true. What I know is they had a Zoom chat with him, and they were flying to interview him a second time when he withdrew. And this notion of, well, he knew he wasn't going to get the job, so he withdrew. That's nonsense. It, look, it's that is nonsense because they hadn't been in a room with him. It's possible he interviewed super poorly with the Seahawks. That's very possible. I'm not discounting that. And the Seahawks hired Mike McDonald. I don't think they regret that. But the notion of the commanders weren't going to hire him is silly. They hadn't sat down in a room with him yet. He hasn't hadn't done his prep work for that. We don't know what happened or why it happened. But this this retroactive, you know, hindsight thinking of, oh, well, he wanted too much money and he isn't any good at interviewing. So, you know, the whole thing was going to be a miss from the get go. That's not true. And since when are we putting this much stock in an interview anyway? You're not hiring a best friend. You're hiring a football coach. No, nobody during the Nick Saban interview. I, I don't remember hearing. Well, you know, he's kind of curmudgeonly and grumpy. Uh He's a football coach. You're hiring a football coach, not a buddy. You know, we're not picking somebody to take the lunch. It helps. Certainly, you know, the the coaches who have that reputation do very well, obviously. Dan, Dan Quinn's got another job. Ron Rivera got a second job, right? The guys who connect with players do that. You're hiring a football coach to win football games, though, ultimately. Uh, I don't see why the interview all of a sudden is the most important thing in the world. And by the way, Eric Bieniemy had that tag. Eric Bieniemy's not a head coach right now. And it's got nothing to do with how well he interviews or doesn't interview. There's a million other factors as well. Uh, 
I do. I, I'm going to sneak in one more point, though, because the, this is Ron Rivera 2.0. This is not Ron Rivera 2.0. And I think part of that is, one, Rivera didn't learn anything. Uh, Rivera came from Carolina, came straight here, said, why don't we just run it back? Same crew, same staff, same everything. Let's run back what we did in Carolina. Dan Quinn's not going to do that. He has learned from what happened in Atlanta. You've heard the stories. You heard Logan Paulson just say, like, this is a guy who has intense, intensely studied what went wrong in Atlanta, what went on there. Um, he's going to have new personnel. He, he's going to not have say over the roster, which is very important. Adam Peters, a professional, is going to do that. And, and this is not nothing, Ron had the COVID year, the cancer year. He was really set back two years in getting to know the players. Dan Quinn's not going to have those obstacles. Uh, Jay Gruden tweet last night. I read it because I, I laugh. Uh, when you three putt for par, it's a good score, but disappointing. Jay does not miss his opportunity to get the knives out these days, uh, and that is funny. Some people ask why we don't have Jay on the show. I Jay's on enough shows. Uh, if you need to hear from Jay, you can hear from Jay. That that that's there. We'll, we'll focus. I love Jay. Jay is my guy. Well, Jay Jay gets on enough shows. I'm not uh, not worried about Jay Gruden getting attention. Uh, my Dan Quinn thoughts. Your Dan Quinn thoughts. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Line up the phones. Weigh in. We're gonna step aside for a minute. Back with more. It's a Friday fun episode. You're listening to nine ten. The fan now one zero five one FM. All right, hour number two underway. Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic over at the Siegel Center. Thrilled to be joined by our guy Zach Joachim, Richmond Times Dispatch, Richmond.com. Zach, what happened on Tuesday night? It was uh, it was there, then it wasn't there. Uh, we just heard Ryan Odom, of course, um, box outs. Uh, 41 missed box out attempts his staff charted. That's probably as good a place as any to start. Part of that is a personnel thing. I, I think yeah. Charles Pride for Bonaventure, I think, had 10 rebounds, and a good few of them were, were offensive. And so Ryan talks about putting a body on the guys that you need, know you need to put a body on. That killed him. Not having Sean Bairstow, too. Sean Bairstow is really good at boxing out body positioning down low and from an offensive standpoint we saw VCU become really one-dimensional right and then the first half they shot the lights out and that was great but there's that voice in the back of your head that's going is this sustainable it was not sustainable nope. um Live by the three die by the three that they did um and Bearstow being able to to penetrate the paint gain post position initiate the offense create easy buckets for teammates they missed that a ton and so you weren't getting the lobs to the wall the dump offs to firm um and some of the open threes on the outside from for Kwani they've had a great connection this year and so you saw a lot of breakdowns like you said from a rebounding standpoint and they just weren't creating easy buckets down low and Bonaventure what was the second chance points discrepancy I think it was yeah. like 16 to 3 or something yeah. like that and the offensive rebounding discrepancy was was bad too I know Bonaventure had 16 of those and so heartbreaking second half in Olean. yeah uh, lots of things are heartbreaking yes. <laughs> I think they are yes <laughs> Um, I, I saw some fun check-ins from Elmo with the, the VCU fandom <laughs> after that game. I think everyone was using the, the Elmo tweet to, to yeah. send out their existential dread about VCU's results on Tuesday. You, you watch more of this than me. You're a smarter guy than me. What do you, what do, you do in the paint? It, it just feels like there's no true five here. No, there's not. And I, I keep thinking back to last year when you had Johns and Deloach and so much of VCU's offense went through them in the post. Yeah. And you just you don't have guys that you can throw it into and can score. With their back to the basket, Firm and Toby have been great at times this year and so efficient around the rim, but that's because it's coming off of 
plays that are created for them, largely by Berstow or, or, or by Scholger or by Zeb Jackson, by guards penetrating, drawing help, and then Firm is there for the dump off and he can hit that little push shot on the baseline that he loves, and Toby can go for the lob. That's why they've been so efficient is because they've had those easy buckets. They have not posted up consistently at all this year. And I think VCU tried to do a little bit of that through the second half with the wall, but they're just not back-to-the-basket scores down low. And I'm I asked Ryan uh, in this press conference that we just had here about Quinn on Saturday for Richmond because it seems like that's yeah. going to be a really tough matchup for them because yep. VCU has struggled um, with true fives that can operate out of the post like that. They did a better job on Venning they the did. other night, right? They that did. was one of the frustrating parts of that result, I think, because that's at the top of the of the scouting report coming into it. He's got to stop him from playing out of the post like he did, especially in that first half in the first game. And they did that. They made him catch further out. They brought the double and then rotated off it. They did a great job on that, but – in the second half, you just had too many breakdowns where it seemed like they reverted to some of those um, defensive tendencies that killed them in the first game, and Bonaventure shooters just got too free on the outside. All right, message board people are going to message board at all times. Here's what I've seen so far, though. I think Ryan Odom gets this crew exceptionally well-prepared to play night in and night out. I think he knows his stuff. I Big picture, zooming out, and we got to get to the Richmond game, obviously, but, but, but big picture, zooming out. I just I feel confidence in him as a coach so far. It's not working, but it, it feel right. These things we're saying, right? There's no five. It's not his fault. He showed up and had 12 minutes to put a team mm-hmm. together, right? It's it's like that thing you have 15 dollars to put a team together, um, but they, they put him on a shot clock too, and like he was allowed to choose from four people. Um, they, it's not all on him, and, and you know yeah. the the boxing out. Like you know they had a game plan, and, and you know Bearstow wasn't there. I don't know. I still have lots of confidence in him. They're thirteen and eight, five and uh, five and three, right in, in a ten play. Yeah, um, I, I, that's not terrible. I, I have a lot of confidence in in what Ryan's been able to do with a tough hand that he's been dealt as well, and having to put this team together on the yep. fly. And as you said, from a personnel standpoint, I mean, I, you can't play the what if game. But as a VCU fan, you I think throughout the season you've been asking yourself, what if you had Bamasil and Bearstow from the beginning of the year, and what are we looking at if you had Bamasil or uh, Bearstow on Tuesday? I'm quite confident that this team wins that game, right? Um, Norfolk State, Memphis, Boise State. Um, yep. Iowa State yep. results that that's one or two bounces of the ball that really could have been impacted by having yep. those key pieces there. And so, no, I don't think this team is is far away from all from having a quote-unquote successful season based on your standards, which I think for VCU is competing for an at-large bid, right? And you're a few results away from that. No, I've certainly seen enough from Ryan from a coaching standpoint to be really confident in the future this year. It's, and it's, it's good you ask that. I've been wanting to um, write a piece about his growth this year um and how much he feels like he's personally grown as a coach i don't think ahead of the i didn't ask that today because i don't think ahead not, of the not, UR not, game a, good, not the, a good day for that is yeah, the perfect not, not week good, to ask a, that after a brutal road loss after yeah. the bonaventure yeah, loss not, yeah not today but i talked to mark schmidt about it um on monday the bonaventure coach ahead of that game um and he had glowing praise of ryan and said that you know he, he's seen a lot of good things for him and thinks that the future is bright for him and uh, at vcu and i think that if you're looking at this team from a non-emotional Standpoint, and you take into account what you just said. I think that that you'll come to that conclusion. Well, what fun would that be to look at it from a non-emotional standpoint? <laughs> <laughs> as all VCU fans do, as of course. Just yeah. rash, famously rational and detached, uh-huh. just like uh, like all fans. No, that's why we love. That's that's why, that's why my my paychecks keep cashing each week. Yeah, I I love the passion, uh, but yeah, I'm 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 still in on Riot Odom for sure. All right, task at hand here. 
You are, VCU. Uh, I love the juice here. They're undefeated in A-10 play. Uh, I did not see this coming even a little tiny bit. Uh, You've watched him, I'm sure. Tip of the hat to Chris Mooney and what he's put together, the cohesion they have there. Uh, And that's transfer portal world. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Uh, He put his coins in. He played the game he won. With Jordan King, they really Uh, won. They had a big winner this year. Uh, What does VCU have to do to to stand a chance here? And uh, uh, just how impressed are you with with Mooney's outfit and and what UR is bringing to town? Incredibly impressed. Um, I, I think they need to trouble Quinn, like we talked about, um, trying to make him catch further out and not letting him initiate the offense through the post on a consistent basis because, as we said, VCU's really struggled with bigs who can do that. And then King has impressed me so much all year, his range, um, his distribution, his ability to initiate that offense. And so you'd love to see Zeb Jackson um, uh, get that assignment. Max Jolga has been a lot better defensively in recent games, and so there'll be a lot on the two of them trying to slow down King. Um, it's good for basketball in the city of Richmond, yes. right? When both of these programs are good, yes. um, and ah, you, you're waiting for the shoe to other to the other shoe to drop a little bit with you, are right? Because the non-conference wasn't great, and they've been so good in a ten play. Um, as you said, you didn't see this coming. I don't think anyone saw this coming. And they, what were they picked to finish? I think middle 11th? of the conference. Low- I think eleventh. Yeah. So, so nobody really saw we, this coming. What are we up to? Fifteen. Teams? Yes. Yeah. It's an odd number. Which is people get nice Strange, on. yeah. Yeah. When, <laughs> you know, the Atlantic 10, a 15-team team. Big league, 12, I think, is, is cracking 20 next year. Oh, none of it I'm makes sense. Uh-huh. It, none, of it, none of it makes even a little bit of sense and, and never will. Uh, <laughs> you, here's the thing, though, for UR. This is, I, I looked at this, this is their last net game that's, that's like the highest. This is actually their best resume chance the rest of the way. And part of that is... This scores as a road game, even though they just cross the county line, drive down the street. Hey, it's uh, a long trip down from Caraco. <laughs> <laughs> Might be traffic on 64. You never know. Um, the, the, this isn't just the rivalry game, but this is also for a team that now has a legit path to an at-large. Mm-hmm. Kind of their last chance to validate that in a lot of ways, which is really weird. It, it, it absolutely is, and it adds some fuel to the fire of this game, which is exciting. Um, we asked Ryan Odom in this press conference about other rivalry games that he's coached mm-hmm. in and his level of excitement for his first VCU UR. Um, he mentioned Charlotte and Davidson uh, as one of them, and he obviously had rivalry games at his, at his previous stops and at Utah State and San Diego. Um, I think but the, I think it's fair to say this is probably the highest level rivalry that he's coached in. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be exciting to see first-time coach and introduction to this rivalry. He had, as you said, some glowing praise of, of Coach Mooney and everyone. Loves seeing him back out there. And, and after what he went through and battled last year to have this team playing at the level that it is right now is certainly a feel-good story. And, uh, you know, there's obviously a, a lot of rivalry between the fan bases, but I imagine that from a VCU perspective, there's a lot of people that are happy for Chris Mooney right now. Absolutely. Um, and to see him back out there and what a he's good doing guy. with this team. Absolutely. A good guy. Absolutely. Uh, Zach Joaquin, Richmond.com, Richmond Times-Dispatch. I know you're going to write about Jason Nelson. Uh, what a story. First guy ever to transfer, you, you know, in, intra city here you are to vcu uh what's this going to be like for him because he he is taking a role here it looked maybe he looked a little uncertain at the start of the mm-hmm. year um he's got a role here he's he's gonna he's playing regular minutes absolutely and was interesting to see him keep his starting spot yes. in this last game right with, with zeb jackson coming back he spelled zeb really well in those few games jason's defensive energy i think has been huge he's, he's among the team leaders in steals and you've had a few key moments late in games where his transition defense is wonderful a few times where he's tracked back 
um, chasing when the game gets frenetic a little bit and is able to create a turnover. Um, VCU will certainly need that Saturday against UR. This is a team that hasn't created a whole lot of live ball turnovers this year in an arena that has always fed off of that. And so if you can speed that game up and get things a little frenetic, I think that certainly favors VCU, whereas UR will want to play at a slower, more methodical pace. And so Jason could be a big piece of that. Man, I mean... I can't imagine what the emotions are going to be like for him Saturday. He's obviously the first player that's ever been in this situation, in this rivalry. Um, I would hope that at the Seagull Center there'll be a lot of support for him personally. Um, I think they know when we we go to the Robin Center (laughs) that that's not going to be the case. Um, And and so we asked Ryan about it in this press conference. He said at the end of the day it's basketball. You know, I know that's the, the, the cliche answer, but it's yeah. so true. And I think that's what you've got to tell a player in that circumstance. This is the game that you've played your whole life. There's obviously going to be a ton of emotion. You played for this program last year. Um, and there's not a whole lot of distance between the two programs. This is the city that you grew up in. Um, so there's a ton added to it. Um, I don't think that anyone in the history of this rivalry has probably faced as much emotional baggage as Jason's going to have to carry into that game, right? Um but I hope that he's taken some confidence from Ryan sticking with him in the starting lineup on Tuesday, um, despite the shakeups. And obviously, that's tied to Sean Barristow being out. But it would have been easy after, you know, yeah. you went with oh, a three yeah. guard lineup with oh, Zeb yeah. coming back um, to, for that to be a one for one swap. Um, and. Jason's consistency on the catch and shoot has been great this year. His percentages have been wonderful, and that's something that I think a lot of people in the VCU fan base have been asking for all year, is for him to get more of those opportunities. So who knows? Maybe he lights it up on Saturday and we have an awesome story, and, and, and he becomes you know the, a big part of this rivalry and, and uh, gets a, a little revenge Man, on his old program. I think I felt for him the most on Tuesday night because it was a good, clean it look there clean at the look. end. Bamisil, I, I still had residual feelings about the the one he chucked up when it was tied with two minutes left. You're from the so, right ring, so I'm, ring I think I'm, it was. I'm, it was pretty deep. I'm declining to feel bad for him on on the second one. Uh, but man, it just the the rebound, the tip, got him a clean look. You'll take that shot a hundred times out of a hundred. Just didn't fall. Absolutely, and and especially on the like we we talked about on the catch and shoot. That's when Jason's really excelled, and for him to get that opportunity, yeah. you'll take that look every time. And the shots with Joe, man. Joe is that kind of a scorer. I think that at the end of the day, you got to live with those. <laughs> Joe believes right? in Joe. Joe believes in Joe, and that's why it goes in sometimes, right, is, is, is that confidence. And so I think with scorers kind of without a conscience, and I say that in the most complimentary yeah, way course. possible, yeah. you got to live with those shots sometimes, and it just didn't fall for him the other day. And I think that he's seeing late in the season some of the same things that Max Scholga saw earlier in the season when Max was really – carrying this team offensively he was clearly at the top of the scouting report for a lot of opposing teams and you saw so much pressure on the perimeter with him kind of like VCU treated Gibson Jimerson yes. when St. Louis came yes. in here of just not allowing him any space to even get a shot off um, and I think that with Joe having those those couple huge games that he's clearly gotten to the top of the scouting report for opposing teams and I think you saw that from Bonaventure that they said this is a guy that we can't allow to get comfortable and get into his zone because if he does then he can kill us. I've kept you way too long. Uh, does yeah. that, Josh's vein is bulging, bulging out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just, like, with, with the Bama, I, I, I said the other day, I think there are two indispensable players, not in that you can't live without them. They've lived without basically everybody mm-hmm. now, but you can't win in Brooklyn without these two. And I said it was Bearstow and Bamisil. Yeah. Um, Bearstow because of the mismatches. I think you, you addressed that at length. Uh, Bamisil because you just, you're going to need him in a three-day tournament mm-hmm. to get hot. Like Absolutely. That's where the points are going to have to come from. And I think with, with, to the, the point with Sean, too, this team, you can't 
adjust to him initiating the offense yeah. and to all of the pieces revolving around him and then all of a sudden take it away again. Yeah. That's jarring. And I think we saw that on Tuesday. They got hot in the first half. They got confident. But then as the game wore on, they went, oh, my gosh, we don't have the initiator of our offense, the guy that we've relied on to, to draw help, to collapse defenses, to create things for people around him. And you obviously didn't have that early in the year, but you knew you didn't have that early in the year. And so this team got to kind of form its identity without him. And then you had another growing process when he returns, right? And so to then yank that away again, that's tough at this point in the year, right? And, and absolutely, in a setting like Brooklyn, when it's just a few days and, and you need to get hot, and, and these, that double bye will be huge, right? Yep. The competition for that fourth and spot. And they're, they're not out of that by oh, any no. stretch. They're still in it, right? Yeah. They're, they're fourth in the conference yeah. right now. It looks like Dayton and Richmond are going to be pretty comfortably in, in, in yep. that double bye territory. But aside from that, the three and the four spots are up for grabs. VCU holds the, the head-to-head tiebreaker over Loyola, who they don't play again, I believe, this year. And so that, that, that will help them, it seems, in positioning when you get to the end of it. But then there's a huge pack of like five or six teams at so, four and four. Yeah, right. good, good and league this year. It, it is. It's fun. Um, and that competition for the double bye is going to be really tightly contested, and BCU probably needs it. Um, I know that the on the Black and Gold Fan podcast earlier in the year, they were talking about the numbers over the years, and you don't win the A-10 tournament very often when you don't have that double bye. It's oh, really yeah. rare when someone yep. outside of it yep. wins the A-10 tournament. The five or six seed has done it a couple of times. Yep. Um, but you really have to have that first round bye. If you're playing on the, on the first day, then you got no chance. Um, and for VCU to be successful in a setting like that, you're absolutely right. A guy like Joe Bamisil has got to get hot. It's going to be fun. So I'm going straight from here to the RVA Sports Awards. So I'm maybe like <laughs> dressed to the nines. It'd be the first VCU game day ever where I've been better dressed than you. Um, usually, <laughs> usually I just compare myself to AWOD. Um, that, that's my strategy normally. Um, but I finally got you on Saturday. I'm excited about that. No offense to AWOD. But it's but it's a little casual sometimes, yeah. And and you you bring your game on. Game I try day. to, yeah, yes. yeah. This is, especially for a VCU, you are on yeah. Saturday. I'll probably, yeah. I remember. I think it was the first one of the first games when Wayne Epps was was a VCU reporter at the TD. The one of the first games that I ever covered that you gave me an opportunity to cover was a Rhode Island game, and I was so nervous, and I wore a full suit yeah. because I was I was yeah. so nervous about covering the game, and I wanted to make my best impression. I got quite a few jokes here yeah. that day. I think about about wearing the full suit so i told it's it my turn it's then. my turn saturday so there there you go um zach joaquin richmond.com richmond times dispatch uh we'll see you here saturday it's gonna be a ton of fun michael you're the man thank you so much for having me on all right back with more after this you're listening to 910 the fan now 1051 fm friday fun 11 32 let's go mp on the mic 910 the fan 1051 fm worldwide on the free odyssey app we've got eight NFL head coaches hired into eight NFL vacancies. Uh, it's time to rank them. It's time to rank them one through eight. Who did the best? Who did the worst? Uh, and before we do that, Jim Harbaugh was introduced yesterday. And Jim Harbaugh is a maniac. You didn't need me to tell you that. But this is Jim Harbaugh at his introductory press conference in Los Angeles. Very uh, excited. If I could describe it to you, it'd be like, it'd be like Morgan Freeman. And Shawshank Redemption, you know, red. I'm so, I'm so excited that I, I, I find I, you know, I can't sit still or, or hold a thought in my head. You know, uh, what a free man would feel before a long journey. And uh, I just want to make it across the border. Want to uh, shake my friend's hand. That's, that's how I feel. And uh, I want to get, uh, you know, want to win. Want to win the right way. Want to treat people uh, 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 in a first-class way. And, uh, you know, get really good at football. And um, attacking each day, like John said, I'm attacking it with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. 
I feel like uh, I feel like I'm in the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I'm like Morgan Freeman. I've seen the light. That I don't know that uh, I don't know that the people of Michigan are going to love hearing that clip because uh, uh, I guess that implies Michigan is Shawshank. I I don't know. He won a natty there. He seemed to have had a good time there. Co- coaches, man, they are they are wired differently than the rest of us. I play that though, and I note that Jim Harbaugh is is a crazy man to say. He's going to be number one on my list. Uh, that was that was the best hiring. That was number one. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, who I think had the best opening this go-round. I think that was the number one opening. I get, I, I get that there are issues there, but they've got a quarterback. And what did I, what did I say about this one, right? Like, don't, don't worry about Dan Quinn. Worry about taking the right quarterback at number two. Don't worry about what Dan Quinn's going to scheme up a 3-4 or 4-3 or whatever. Worry about who the quarterback's going to be. That sets your trajectory. The Chargers have done everything wrong for five consecutive years now, and they're still in the hunt every year because they have Justin Herbert. That matters so much, and he's not going anywhere with Jim Harbaugh there. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers, that's my number one as we rank the, uh, the hires made this year. I've got a top tier. And my top tier is three coaches into three jobs. Jim Harbaugh won. I love the Falcons hiring Raheem Morris. He was very high on my list here in Washington. You never know if you if the, the play in a year is to move earlier to move late, right? You make an early hire and maybe more guys come available or a guy you thought wasn't going to consider you comes available. If you're a late mover... Sometimes you end up benefiting from that. Sometimes your guy spurns you while you're on the private jet to go visit him in Detroit. Hypothetically speaking, it's a thing that could happen. I think the Falcons won in this cycle by moving early and moving on Raheem Morris, who I like a lot. My third top tier hire, Mike McDonald to the Seahawks. And yes, the commanders were into him. It was too little, too late. I love a high ceiling pick. I will always love a high ceiling pick. He could be bad. He might be fired in three years. Don't don't hear me saying he's a lock, right? Jim Harbaugh's a lock. That's why he's number one. Jim Harbaugh will win and potentially win a Super Bowl in L.A. He's, he's won everywhere he's gone. He's a proven winner. No reason to think otherwise. Raheem Morris is a heck of a coach who's inheriting a great roster, just needs a quarterback. Mike McDonald could flame out, but the ceiling's crazy high there. People love him. He's a genius. All he does is keep Kyle Shanahan offenses from scoring points. I love a high ceiling hire. Swing for the fences. You're not, we're not here to win nine games. We're here for Super Bowls. And, and that's what the Mike McDonald hire says. Says we're trying to win a Super Bowl. That's my tier one NFL coaching hires. Tier two. I got two names, two of the eight. Uh, the Raiders hiring Antonio Pierce. And the Commanders. Hiring Dan Quinn. I got Pierce at four with the Raiders. This is a tricky one to me because they had to do it. He was so good. The players responded so well. But the difference between him and Dan Quinn is is not a difference in kind. It's a difference of degree. The Raiders fans, you can yell at me for saying that. He's just younger, more excitable Dan Quinn. He's gets a, he's a defensive guy. He gets the players motivated. Everybody loves to play for him. Are those the things that matter in the NFL right now? I don't know that they are. Uh, but I also know that their hands were tied. They had to hire Antonio Pierce. Otherwise, 
you know, what would you even do in there if you can't hire a coach who has demonstrated success in your building? I also think that's a tough job because you're in a division now with the Chiefs uh, who don't appear to be going anywhere. It seems like they're going to be a decent team, uh, field a nice little outfit next year. You've got the Chargers who are being coached by Jim Harbaugh, and you've got the Broncos who at any point could be good under Sean Payton. They're putting a lot of time and money and resources into it. We'll see, but that's a tough division to coach in. Dan Quinn at five. I'm not mad about the Dan Quinn hire. I'm not happy about the Dan Quinn hire. They could have done better. If you want to be mad about it, I will let you. I will even let you on my radio program. I'm I'm a generous guy like that. I just it the more I the more I dive into it, the less worked up I get. You know, this is this is a long-term project. It's all about who the quarterback is. It's all about who the offensive coordinator is. Dan Quinn will be fine. He'll be an upgrade over Ron Rivera. Uh, I don't know that he's the permanent answer, but I know that he'll get a chance to prove he can be. Uh, your bottom three hires, uh, the Panthers, the Patriots, and the Titans in that order. The Panthers hired Dave Canales. I I, I like him a lot. Uh, what he did with Geno Smith in Seattle, what he did with Baker Mayfield in Tampa. Feels like this is a year too early for him to be a head coach. The Panthers were desperate. That's a bad job. If he can fix Bryce Young and get him rolling, that's obviously what he's hired for. That's his job. Gives me strong Jay Gruden here vibes, right? Jay Gruden was hired here. Why don't you fix RG3? The rest of it was kind of out of his range, the whole like navigating the building and running the building. But he was a good offensive mind, and I think Dave Canales is a good offensive mind. I'm buying stock on that at his next stop, not this one in Carolina. Number seven, Gerard Mayo with the Patriots. I just I, I get that you had a plan in place. I get that you like him. It's a little too Belichick for me. They say coaching coaching searches are two things, right? Either who's the guy we had, give us more of that, or what's the opposite of the guy we had because this isn't working. The Patriots were in a weird gray area. The national perception on the Patriots is that they need to go the opposite direction. Be- what Belichick's doing is not working. I think the internal Boston perspective on that is Give us more Bill Belichick, and we're kind of sad to see him go. I don't know that more Bill Belichick is the right answer right now. I'm open-minded to Mayo, but he's inheriting a tough gig and a tough spot, and the Belichick juice wears off really quickly. Ask any of his assistants who have gone elsewhere in the league. Uh, I'm, I'm skeptical of that one, especially with Vrabel still on the board. The Titans, Brian Callahan, that's your number eight. There's nothing personal to Brian Callahan, who, by the way, is – what do you call nepotism when it's reverse nepotism? He hired his dad to his staff last night. Uh, Brian Callahan has h- hired Bill Callahan to join his staff. Uh, you Normally, that's the other way. The dad hires the kid. That's nepotism. What happens when the kid hires the dad? I don't know what the term for that is. We'll figure it out. Uh, Brian Callahan to the Titans. I got nothing against Brian Callahan. I'm sure he's a lovely human being. I actually enjoyed my time with Bill. I think he's a smart guy. Uh, when he was in D.C. as the interim coach. But look, you fired Mike Vrabel. You didn't do better. That's a miss all the way around. Uh, we got Crosstalk up next. Very special in-studio guest. Uh, all right. It's 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 our boss. It's it's Zach. Zach the boss. Uh, he, he's going to be here. I don't think he's been on this show since we launched in September. So you know when he comes by, it's a big deal. We're going to get hyped for Vegas. We're bringing Zach in. AWOD Radio at noon. Don't go anywhere. This is 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. 
One more segment bringing this home. AWOD Radio takes over at noon. Grant and Danny drive you home. I'll be honest, Grant and Danny, at 4.15 today talking all things Commanders. They've got their event up in D.C. tonight at the Bethesda Theater. They're performing live. Uh, like a like a small time comedy troupe up there. Uh, we wish them the best of luck with that. Keep it right here tomorrow, four o'clock, three fifteen pregame, four o'clock tip. The game you've been waiting for: undefeated Richmond Spiders, the spunky VCU Rams. We will see what happens. It is time for crosstalk. Uh, Awad, do you read me? Check, check, check. Hello, Michael. There he is, Awad, down at River City Roll on Fridays. He rolls, but a special guest in the studio. Uh, I don't believe you've been on with us since September, so this is a treat. Uh, Zach. Yeah. Q. What's up? The voice of God. MP. Yes, sir. Thank you, Adam. How are you? How's it rolling? Good. Oh, I'm on fire. I just uh, knocked off Michael last week and uh, That's such a great segment. ready to roll. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. So you go straight, you have no spin. I can't. A uh, hook, I've been told it's called. A hook. Uh, All right. I, but whatever it is, I don't have it. Yeah. I, I bowl straight on. Um, he got me 107 to 104. Uh, now it, it was controversial. I bowled a whole practice game, which I, I, I stand by because I hadn't bowled in years. The guys out there every week. The guys out there every week after the 107 to 104 main event, mm. he kept doing, he kept making a radio show. I put up a 138 just to leave a little something on the TV. Right. For him right. To look See at you next for, time, buddy. A little something for him yeah. to stare at. Yeah. A little flavor, a little, a little, little flavor, a little <laughs> spice. Um, there will be a rematch, but first, there will be the Bud Light Big Game trip. Oh, my God. MP, I'm sorry. It came over me when I was listening to you, and uh, you're talking about guests being on too many radio shows, and I laughed out loud. I'm like, <laughs> I have to go in there and say, I'm so excited about the fan and what's going on. I mean, look at this studio. It's bustling with kids. Yeah. There's a youth movement. It's hotter, <laughs> it's hotter than a pistol out there. I mean, we're going places because... Yeah, I wasn't in the studio for a long time. Back when I was producing, those were dark days. <laughs> I was producing uh, not just that show and yours, but others too. And there were no, there was no one else here. But I don't want to dwell on that. But just fast forward to today, you and Awad are going to Vegas to be on Radio Row at Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Inc- that is incredible. Incredible. JC's here. Megan's here. Stubbs. Yeah. Here. Sorry. Hey, Hazel drops by from time to time. She's not. I know. Here Hazel, today. put your hours in. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Always the boss. Always the boss. Uh, the the Super Bowl is just. I mean, it's the Super Bowl of of radio. Have you been? Things. Uh, so this will be my eighth Super Bowl oh week. My God. I've been to two Super Bowl games. Uh, never gets old. Obviously, the energy is great. Uh, by the time you get to Wednesday, Thursday, just like you can't walk ten feet without running into an NFL legend. This would be Awad's first one. Uh, I'm really excited. Oh my God. You gotta, to see him light up like a kid shepherd him store. around that place. Uh, we're we're gonna, I mean, the, the guests we're gonna have, the the content we're gonna have is gonna be a ton of fun. Uh, Adam, what are you looking forward to? Oh well, I, what I'm looking forward to is that we've got Michael Phillips now having access to the website. We're gonna be doing a live blog right so as people follow along during the show obviously from 10 to noon and then from 12 to 3 but there's going to be craziest 20 craziness 24 7 in vegas so uh how many beers do i have at the luxor you know how many times is michael phillips making a trip (laughs) to the strip club you know we're going to track those things for the blog famously famously (laughs) yes i just told our vice president of sales i'm like i need adam to stay degenerate you know, can we get him another uh, endorsement, please, for some sports booking? Because I need him to stay good. Um, no, I'm glad you've been there and done that, and you're all buttoned up. 
And that's another thing about the fan too, right? Awad, it's like all of a sudden that boob over there where you used to work <laughs> let you go and we were like pounce and then we got MP and I'm happy to say you're here for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you make that announcement? I haven't made the announcement. Okay, I, I don't want to stomp on that. Has HR cleared it? Are we good? I, I, <laughs> yeah, we're good. I put a signature down. Yeah, you we're, signed. We're you good? signed it. Uh, Two-year deal to host this show. Yeah, uh, baby! I'm not going anywhere. Woo! I'm not going anywhere So many good soon. things are happening. Yeah, it's absolutely. just incredible. And I did want to shout out to Kent Romska in sales. Yes. The AE who uh, got us this money. See, that's another thing. Downstairs. Sales buying into the fan now. They're excited about it. Well, there's juice. People are listening. There's juice. There's momentum. They're calling in. Yeah. Adam, any girls call in on the show? Uh, negative. Not yet. Okay. Not, <laughs> Not a one. Yet. Nary a, a woman calling yet. Okay. No, but my but my friend Mike has been matching with girls on Hinge and giving them the number, <laughs> 833-804-0910. He says, I'll go on a date with you, but first I need to know your thoughts on the Redskins higher. <laughs> <laughs> We can uh, thank the Redskins, too, and the Commanders and everything going on up in D.C. That's awesome. I'll and let, that's not going to stop either. Uh, Adam's staying in the giant Doritos chip hotel. I heard. At the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, the, the media hotel, the Luxor. Are you? Is there any trepidation on your behalf? Do you feel like you have to keep your eye on Awad in Vegas? <laughs> I, I fear that if I keep my eye on him, we won't get peak content. That, yeah. that's it. You know, sometimes you got to let him let him loose. To, now, here's my here's my one bummer. One of the very best new additions to Vegas is the uh, the stadium swim. It's a swimming pool sports book. You just hang out in the <sighs> pool, drink Bud Lights, watch the games. It's fantastic. That's next level. Um, my guy out there, uh, Tim Murray. Last time we were out there, hooked us up. The Cabana, the works. Um, he said, "You should have been here last weekend. It was hot. It was great. Uh, everything was vibing. It's going to be fifty-five and rainy the first three yeah. days we're there. Ooh. Yeah, that's a buzzkill. Hey, house parties." House party. I heard, good. I heard Dre and Snoop Dogg are having a party. Oh, perfect. I'm in. Any chance we a water kind of... MP make it into that party? What we... would you guys do? <laughs> Who, who's going to be in Radio Row? I'm so jealous. Who are so you going to see? I have a flight out, all right, Friday night that I'm already looking into canceling because Shaq is having a party with Lil Wayne Friday night. So there's a chance that I, I might stay imagine an extra 24 hours at that party. <laughs> Here, here's my dilemma. You've been listening to the show. Two, yeah. 280 bucks to see you two in the sphere. Uh, and I'm going to talk AWOD into it if I do it, obviously. Um, do, I, do I do it or now? Have you seen you two before? I have. Or, so it's just the sphere and a high profile act. Yeah, it's the sphere. All right. We're seeing the sphere. Uh, where are they in your ranker? Are, you, are they like top five? No, 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 no. Okay. No, they're not a top five act mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Uh, last... Grab some content or update the blog. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, last great show I saw in Vegas um, was the Foo Fighters. Um, right, right before Taylor died, mm. unfortunately. But uh, they played a, a three thousand seat theater at the Park MGM. Phenomenal Dave show. Dave loves underplays. Great energy. I was in oh. Vegas for like I don't know thirty hours, and I <laughs> left uh, with some money in the bank. Yeah. And uh, didn't sleep and saw Pearl Jam at the MGM. Boom. Unbelievable. They yeah. were on fire. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Dude, just Can't the, wait to go back. The caliber of acts that roll, rolls through oh there God. is incredible. Uh, can I tell you who we've got confirmed for the Wednesday show? Uh, he performs nightly at the Luxor. 
uh, Carrot Top is going to join the program. <laughs> about that? Dude. We, all is this, he on roids or what? All this, I'll ask. All of the roids. I'll ask. Yeah. He could be part of that new Olympics. I wonder if he's going to be bursting out. By the way, um, I wore my Dan Campbell hat backwards today yes. for you guys. I was shaving and then I cut into the where the goatee would go and I was yeah. like, ah, too late on the goatee. Yeah. But I was thinking about it for you guys. That, you got the Canes hat on. Um, yeah. You know, we didn't do it. We didn't get to any puck talk today because it is URVCU day, but uh, you know. It's all good. I can we'll, come we'll, back. We'll get to puck talk. Yeah. I booked uh, myself today. I had to. I'm you so booked excited. yourself. I'm so excited for you guys. <laughs> I'm so pumped about everything. I'm, I'm pumped up too. Man. I might no, have to go. Adam, are you rolling with anybody today? Is anybody challenging you on your show? No, but no, not today. But I do have an update, Michael. We have a challenge. Okay. Michael Phillips and myself bowling together on a team, doubling up to challenge Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby before the end of the VCU season. How about that? That's a fantastic Friday right there. Yeah. We're going to have to get Gary now, on that. To, to obviously, they're busy next Friday. Gary's going to have to call that. Next Friday's VCU <laughs> date. Uh, AWOD had some really hurt feelings the other day because Stubbs said I did a good call of the bowling match. It really set AWOD off. And so I said... It was uh, better than Robbie's. I said, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to bring that up again. That's not something I'm going to say every time I'm talking with AWOD that I, yeah. I, I did good at play-by-play. And, and his producer enjoyed it. We're just we're not going to mention that because it's a touchy subject. I mean, I knew about your journalistic prowess, but I gotta say, I was <laughs> I was almost again very jealous. You're you're buttoned up. You're professional. You have an amazing voice too. Well, it's I, almost not fair. I appreciate that. Obviously, coming from you, that I mean that that means a well, lot. Well, Adam obviously. says it's the voice of God. I, I've that's heard that. That's preposterous. <laughs> It's tedious at God, best. God, God's got his act together a little more. That's, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're just taking hey, it day to day here. Hey, he's shining down on us today. That's for sure. Beautiful I mean, this day. This is just so much fun. Uh, tomorrow, big big game. Sunday morning. Um, it's it's an eight thirty a.m. flight. Uh, you want to set odds that both of us end up on the plane? I'm not worried about Awad yeah. making the plane there. I'm worried about him making the plane back. That's yeah. that's my that's my worry. I'm glad you have the early show too. Yeah, you know. Bring some I'm, liquid I'm not, IV. I'm not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. I couldn't. I'm so excited for you guys, uh, especially Adam has never done this before. Radio Row. I've been hearing about this for decades, man. It's like the cool thing. Yeah. Like, is Gronk going to be running around out there? Oh, thousand percent. Oh, really? A hundred percent. Yeah. Because Gronk's, do, Gronk's doing his like Bradshaw. Kick who's, again, who's out right? there? MP. Bradshaw missed the NFC title game. He was sick. Uh, Seventy-five years old. They let Strahan give the trophy. Uh, it was it was a bit of a curveball there. Um, you, you you count on Terry in those high profile spots. I'm being told that my time is up. Damn. Oh uh, uh, well, thanks for letting me blow up your spot, crosstalk, dude. You yeah, are can always you stick around for another segment at twelve fifteen. You you are yeah, I, you you are to always, hell with the rock show. Um, so it, <laughs> the Vegas odds. It's uh, will that will Adam make the plane back and will he remember to get his computer out of the TSA? <laughs> yes. Those yeah. are the things. All right, A1 Radio up next. Nine ten the fan at one zero five one FM. FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.